there we go. Already my phone is saying it's uh, time to get ready for bed. It means it's time to wind down, not wind up. Homemade bread, I'll take those carbs with butter. How about some wine? Sure, I'll do it. How was Chinese class? Uh, all about jobs and work. Not bad, but uh, could be better, of course. Uh, Double SP40, the big podcast coming along. Newsletters never did get done because I spent after work an hour translating a receipt. Oh my goodness, that's my life, isn't it? Folks, it is Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. I'm Steven Sirsky, Canadian expat here in Beijing, China. And uh, if you're wondering, WTF, am I translating a uh, receipt for an hour after work? Well, part of it uh, is, uh, I'd like to say that it's, you know, real life language learning, and it is. Uh, the issue with that is that I have also started this language vlog, uh, wherein I publish various, um, what would you call it, like videos, uh, language checks and stuff like that of my own Chinese uh, language progress and everything. And as a result, I try to, I've actually taken it upon myself to start publishing um, pictures or videos of things that I see that for a very long time I've gone, oh, I can read that. And then really... I try to read it and go, I'm not sure if I can read it. And receipts are one of those things. Because, I mean, you give it to a Chinese person, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just like a receipt. And they won't translate every single character for you because they're like, that's dumb. <laughs> Why would I waste my time translating every single character for you and giving you the uh, cor uh, correct uh, pronunciation? Like, even getting a Chinese teacher to do that, I mean, she'd be like, what, like, what, what type of receipt are you talking about? So it's things like this, the real life uh, language uh, that uh, is, like, you basically have to do on your own. And so over the last couple of weeks, I've taken pictures of uh, work signs, of uh, notices, and today I went to Tim's, uh, Tim's Coffee at lunchtime to get a coffee. If you guys want to go get out and go for a walk, because uh, I was going stir crazy, I was just like, oh my goodness, I've been inside too much. And uh, so they gave me this receipt and, you know, you know, being the good vlogger, being the good content producer that I am, I'm like, this is content. <laughs> this is content. Not only that, it's like if someone were to say, well, Steve, what does that say? I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Like, because I actually don't. And I'm looking at this receipt going, how many of these characters do I actually know? Now, I can read most of it. Now, you can read the characters sometimes, but do you know what the words are? And that's where things get a little bit tricky because... When you are looking at some of these things, you're kind of going, oh, well, yeah, sure, I could sort of figure this out. I could uh, uh, read this or whatever. But at the same time, you're going, oh, but could I actually read it? And I'm looking at it now uh, going, like, there's things like, um, well, which is a transaction time. Like, so, oh, so it's not even just the characters and the translation. It's how do you properly translate? Like, if you were to make this an English language receipt, how would you translate the words, right? Uh, one word, tang shi, the, so tang shi, not sweet, I don't mean like sugar uh, food, it's dine in, so ding dan lei xing, it, this is a tang shi, so like what type of order is it, is it takeaway, why mai, or is it uh, dine in, tang shi, and so that's uh, 
one word I learned here. The other one is uh, jin e, so it's dan jia shu liang jin e. And this is confusing because with this receipt, what happens is that, and you have to understand how, uh, you have to actually look at the whole receipt to, to see that they're breaking up words. Like uh, the character that appears sort of under one set of words actually doesn't go with that word. It goes with the word on the other side of the receipt because for whatever reason, it's not aligned properly. So uh, it says, Shangping, Dan Jia, Shu Liang, Jin E. And Jin is like total amount of the bill. So it's uh, item amount, item, uh, so it's item price, item number, like how many is it, and total amount. So you have, um, this was 19 Kwai, I'm getting one of them, Shu Liang, and then Jin uh, E is total amount. So if I had two, it'd be 38 Kwai, right? Uh, 38 renminbi, which is about $8 Canadian or so. Uh, if you're going, Steve, are you paying $4 for a cup of coffee in uh, it, Tim's Coffee? I'm going, yeah, I guess I did, didn't I? Wow, not even a discount, because uh, I didn't care. I was like, I just don't, I just got to get out of the house. That's that's what it's going to cost. That's what it's going to cost. Uh, the other thing, uh, so there's quite a few of these things that uh, I'm trying to remember all these, uh, there's words here. Jin uh, ji. Uh, total amount, uh, is like how, how much is the total like payment? Uh, again, should be the total amount. I guess that's subtotal. And fu quan is payment. And then ing fu jiao ling, that would be like change. Is, is there any change due sort of thing? Uh, and then the last one is zhe fu jiang tai, zhe fu cheng gong. So uh, payment uh, state state of payment, and then payment completed. So it's kind of a neat little exercise, but um, in order to make it into content, uh, video content for my socials, I had to spend time uh, not just taking the words. Luckily, this got easier. Taking the picture, grabbing the text from the picture, putting that into Google Translate, not Pleco, because... Google Translate will mass translate these things, and then I can get the pinyin because I figure if I'm making this uh, information for other people, like accessible for other people, it's no use just having the translation because you can't read the characters without knowing what the sounds are. And so I have the characters, I wrote down the, the tones, and then I wrote down the translations of these things. So that's what took me so long. And then, of course, uh, I was like, I was watching this video going, it's 46 seconds long. It, need, it needs a little bit something more, a little bit more pizzazz. So I made a soundtrack for it. I did this all on my cell phone. Like, this is insane how much I uh, you can do. Took the picture, grabbed the text from the photo, translated it using Google Translate, um, copied all that stuff into Notepad, copied all that into CapCut, created the titles, and then with GarageBand on my iPhone, I created a soundtrack that I exported to CapCut and that uh, everything was done that way. So everything was done on the phone. I mean, pretty... that shit's cool. <laughs> I mean, you could not do that 20 years ago. You couldn't do it t 10 years ago. Oh, you couldn't even do it five years ago. But that would have been uh, pretty tough. Uh, but uh, certainly these things are kind of neat uh, that's going on right now. So anyway, took me an hour. I post, uh, posted a, a, a few videos up on my language vlog. Um, I, I also did one about sort of the hardest things about learning uh, Chinese, like what, what I found most difficult, and it has been the characters, but also deciding uh, whether to focus on speaking 
or reading and writing, and actually more on reading, to tell you the truth, because a lot of foreigners, expats, people who come to China, they will learn how to speak Chinese, uh, whether it's on the street, whether it's with the neighbors, the girlfriend, the wife, or uh, even in class, but not a lot of them take that jump into reading Chinese, and it doesn't take much to figure this out. I mean, you, you, you know, you go go out with your friend or some of that, and they're wow, look at your Chinese is amazing. Then you hand them a menu or like a book, and they're like, I can't read that. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all Chinese to me. I thought you knew Chinese, and well, I mean, but that's that's your next level. That's how Chinese sort of is such a uh, makes it such a, a challenging language and sets it apart from other challenging languages such as Japanese, such as Arabic, and even such as some of the, the Slavic uh, languages, wherein the Slavic languages have a lot of the, the conjugations and declensions and things like that. But like Japanese, it, it introduced vowels, uh, yes, the pronunciation changes, but Arabic, that, I mean, it has an alphabet, and I, it also does change, and I'm, I'm not too familiar with uh, Arabic, to tell you the truth, but um, in terms of understanding the, the, the alphabet, the words spoken and how they're spoken in context, you if you can read it, you can then speak it. it. It goes that order. But in Chinese, if you can speak it, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to read it. And just because you read it doesn't mean you can actually speak it. Although, typically, if you can read the Chinese characters, you should be able to read them out loud, even if you might not get them tonally correct. All that being said... Good little practice, and that was my Chinese sort of warm-up for my class tonight. Uh, it was my last translation class. No, not translation. It was my last, um, what do you call it, writing class. So I'm going to take uh, a little bit of time here. I, I do have one other italki package with another Chinese teacher. Uh, that um, she, She's sort of the fun one. Who uh, That one's only half hour, though, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll use it up over time. But I, over the next couple of weeks, I've got to... I, I actually have to get a few other things done. Normally, these podcasts uh, that have been uh, blocked up or um, uh, sort of bogged down here, and then also these newsletters, which are both half-written. I just haven't had time to finish them up because um, of, you know, just, it's amazing how one hour, 45 minutes of a Chinese class, you spend half an hour on your homework, then 45, there, that's an hour, basically it's an hour and a half. It, it just, an hour and a half disappears, basically. It's you look at that, and it doesn't seem like a lot of time. But when you only have six hours from the end of work until you are basically mentally incapacitated from doing anything else, like you're you're so tired. I'm, just, I'm sitting here going, it's after eleven o'clock already. I'm recording this podcast, been working on the other podcast, did my Chinese homework, did you know? It's getting to be a little bit much. That's why I'm going. Okay, I should probably dial back, dial down. You know, uh, uh, a few of these things, and maybe focus on. I don't know, getting some of these podcasts done, get, getting the post-production uh, pipeline sort of cleared. That way I can make room for some, uh, uh, well, the, uh, the creative projects that i got coming up in the next couple months. Uh, so all that, uh, I, I do realize that uh, my Chinese writing has gotten better. She, uh, she was saying that's good. However, I've noticed that a lot of my Chinese sentences are very similar. And like I'm using a lot of shimada inwei, shimada danshi, shimada artie. So it's... Very, I'm trying to vary the sentences a little bit, and also there are. I guess if I were to reread them because I write them as I go, sort of thing, like I spend about 30 minutes before class writing these things. And she was getting after me for not writing enough a couple weeks ago, so I was like, okay, I'll just write two or three sentences, but it takes me a while to write them down. 
as a result, I don't proofread them. There's sometimes there's wrong characters, which I partially blame Apple. Apple iPhone, for the amount that you pay for this phone, has shitty autocorrect. Horrible, absolutely deplorable autocorrect. I wonder if they kept it this way only so that they could get free marketing by people laughing at the stupidity of the autocorrect. Terrible, horrible, god-awful. Android better, far better. Like The Xiaomi uh, predictive keyboard was far better than this this phone that oh it's oh, oh I can't I don't even want to think of it to tell you the truth and I the the thing that I have to live with this thing and that I can't get rid of it because it, I would just feel bad at that point is how how long do I have to live with this I will suffer or I will make this a production phone and I'll just go get another phone because I I might just get fed up with this one so anyway uh, I do need to work on varying my sentences as I go homemade bread sure I'll take that. How about some wine? Why not? WTF is going on. So there's a lady who uh, lives nearby me, and I guess she's made bread before, like actual bread. She she has a bread maker, uh, and uh, she's like, well, do, do you want a loaf? I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll, I don't really eat bread very often, not because it's like, oh, it's carbs. I, I don't care. Like I, you, I, I eat rice cakes with honey because, I, because of the carbs and the sugar, because I'm thinking in order to power through some of these workouts that I got to do, you need carbs. If you're going to be running 12 kilometers, you need carbs. You need the energy. You can't be going, you can't just be relying on protein all the time. It's a, uh, you do need some other um, macronutrients going through your system, carbs of all things. Uh, so she uh, has this, and she made this sort of like really dense, I guess you would call a very healthy uh, loaf of bread. Like we're talking, like it's has a lot of oatmeal, uh, sesame seeds, flax. I'm not sure if it had flax seeds. Uh, sesame seeds on it, um, oatmeal, I said that, sesame, sesame, what are the black ones, the little black ones, pumpkin seeds, that, okay, the little ones, the little black ones are the sesame seeds, the big seeds were uh, pumpkin seeds, and then we had oatmeal, and a bunch of, I think it was a whole grain uh, flour uh, that she was using as well, so uh, very, very healthy sort of style bread, no preservatives, she said, so it's going to expire in, in three or four days, I think that's fine enough. Sure enough, so I uh, cut in that today, cut into that today, and uh, put some butter on it because you know why not? It's bread with butter, sounds good. And damn, she made good bread, <laughs> proper good. So, uh, but she also gave me this bottle of wine. She's like, "Do you drink wine?" I'm like, oh, I "Twist my rubber arm, I guess I could drink some wine." Uh, and she's like, "Well, I, I'm not really a wine drinker. I don't really drink." I'm like, "I don't." You know, I don't really trust people when they say I don't drink. I mean, just something about it. I don't. What do you mean you don't drink? Uh, so she's like, I, I don't really like. Does I, I don't need this? And she has two cases of this wine that a friend of hers uh, gave her. So she's like, please take a bottle because I, I, I just don't know what to do with it. And it's just like Chinese desert wine, not dessert. I thought it was dessert as well. I'm like, that's going to be sweet wine, and I definitely don't want sweet Chinese wine. My uh, encounters, my experience with Chinese wine has been pretty terrible today like even the great wall uh wine that they have and there's different levels of great wall wine there's one or two that you can get that are very good the rest are absolute shit it's just horrible and i i like i don't know okay let's put it this way i don't know if they're real that that's what it comes down to like you taste them you're like that can't be real wine that why would they make that like why would they make that type of wine who's drinking this stuff 
Uh, and I guess some people, you know, they don't care. Um, and this this uh, uh, this wine that she gave me, I'm like, okay, let's, let's take a like a chance. I had to uh, have a taste. No expectations at all. So I pour out a glass, sniff it. I'm like, okay, it doesn't smell horrible. It doesn't smell like vinegar, so that's a, that's a good thing. Take a sip. I'm like, ah, you know what? You know what this is? This is a table wine. And I told her, I'm like, look, this would be good. You could probably chill it. You could serve it with ice cubes. Uh, or you, this you could drink just as like a social beverage uh, with um, like any sort of meal. It wouldn't be... Like this is this would complement just about anything. Like you're not going to get super buzzed from it. Uh, matter of fact, if you had a glass and you downed a glass of wa- uh, water after that, you, you're probably not going to uh, uh, be experiencing anything after that. No fuzziness or anything. And that's your your typical table wine where it you know it goes well with. It's a very generic, a very I don't want to say bland, but it's, it doesn't have any one sort of heavy weighted flavor to it which is a good thing. So if you're serving it just as, you know, sort of something to uh, go down with uh, with with uh, dinner. So, yeah, the wine didn't suck, and the bread was damn good. So overall, a win, I would say. Uh, episode number 40 of the podcast uh, coming along, uh, and uh, I, I've spit out a rough draft this evening. I cut up the intro and the outro. If you're following along on Instagram, I did post a... Uh, an outtake of me trying to record the outro for this episode because it did take me quite a while. Um, I have noticed the more podcasts I do, like the, if you go, oh man, if you go back to the early couple of podcasts, you hear me do these um, intros and outros. Those are all pretty much done in one take and they're, they sound like they were done in one take. Over the years, I've sort of slowed down. I don't write out the intros or the outros. I probably should. I might start doing that because it would be a little bit more polished. And I know that if I'm interviewing people or if I'm talking to people that I don't know very well, and they're sharing it to other people who don't know me, their initial response or their initial impression of the podcast is going to be me going, uh, um, uh, smacking my lips and going, uh, why can't I hear you, and blah, blah, blah. It kind of loses a bit of oomph at that regard. Now, if they come into this podcast, no problem. This one's all... Uh, the rules are off. It's fair game. I mean, uh, this is where you get to hear, you know, like real Steve as he is every day of the week sort of thing. Almost, almost. Uh, but uh, the big podcast, I do, you know, it might not sound like it, but I do like to have a little bit more of a polished affair there, if you will. Uh, and so these intros and outros, I've been trying to get sort of a little bit more smooth, a little bit more um, coherent and fluent, not as if I don't know what I'm saying things. Uh, saying it all, uh, and certainly not repeating myself like I do on uh, this podcast all the time. So I I posted a, the ending outro. It's like me trying. I, it took me like uh, I think this latest episode. It took me five or six takes of the intro and the outro to actually get, just because I like because I didn't write it out. I could have. I have all the show notes. I could just read them, and it would make my life easier. But instead, I'm looking at the camera. For some reason, even though I never have posted the intros and the outro videos, it, it, they have very little consequence on the overall sort of video production. But on the audio production, you know, it's, it kind of sets the tone uh, of, uh, you know, when people first dial into this podcast that I've been making a go of for the last couple of years. All right. Well, I will have that uh, 
hopefully up this week. <laughs> you know, I said last week and I just couldn't get it done because it's just busy and everything. So hopefully this week, uh, it's inch by inch. And I was telling, was I, was I complaining to you guys last, uh, yesterday or last week about how long it takes me to do these seven or eight hours per podcast? Uh, even though if it takes me three hours to, um, record the thing because I don't edit the actual podcast itself. I, the, uh, the actual interview, it's all the post-production, making sure that the levels sort of sound, uh, good. And I try to match them with other podcasts that I hear because I don't want people fiddling around with volume control. That's probably the thing that bothers me the most is that if a podcast is not mixed properly and you're listening to it and then your phone sends you a notification and you have it cranked to listen to this podcast. So I am thinking of you guys, right? This is like, I am very conscious that this is an issue and this is something that I take into consideration when I am post-producing these podcasts. I don't want that sort of startling notification sound to ring your bell uh, when you're listening to my podcast. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, show notes and tracks up my website, stephenserski.com. Hope you're well out there. Get your uh, runs in. Eat your broccoli with your mustard if you can. And uh, by all means, check out Stephen Serski Podcast, Instagram, YouTube. There is a channel. Haven't posted anything in a while, uh, but also on uh, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, and my website, stephenserski.com. Thanks again. We'll talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.